Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with my co-host, Wynne Morgan. Hi, Wynne. Hello, Kate. (laughs) How are you? I'm well, thanks. Hey, we've got a guest. We do. We do have a guest. Our guest today is Mika. Hi, Mika. Hey, Kate. Hey, Wynne. It's good to see you. Likewise. (laughs) So, Mika, one of our favorite things on the show... I don't know if you've heard it, so you probably know exactly what's about to come your way, but we love to ask the guests that we talk to, what would you love for people who are listening to know about you? That I'm an explorer, just like everyone else. I guess, I guess that's the most important one. Um, I'm still in awe and in wonder um, on how life works and still discovering new things, I guess, daily. Um, And yeah, just interested to meet with fellow explorers and see what we can discover together. Mika, you had an idea or a question or a place that you would like to go on the show today yeah or at least explore on the show yes yes no destination maybe just (laughs) what would you thought about that yeah it's um it's been a challenging couple of months for me um and given the information that i have the insights that I had so far on how life works, I guess I kind of got mad at myself that I still got stuck in my, in my own thinking and that I, yeah, that I guess that I was suffering. Mm. Um, there's, there's apparently, there's still an expectation. I should know better by now. Um, and yeah, I think that for me, that's a, an interesting place to, to look. Uh, wow. There's, there's, yeah, there's a belief, there's an expectation that there shouldn't be suffering or that I, I don't know, that I should have a solution or see more clearly. And then realizing that maybe that's not how it works. Um, And at the same time, noticing that there's next to the judgment of, you know, you should know better, your grounding should be better by now. There's also a softer voice underneath the noise (laughs) um, saying, um, this is exactly what needs to happen right now. Mm. 
And I, I remember the moment very clearly. I was lying in a ball in my bed, sobbing. <laughs> and for, for some reason, the, the softer voice sounded a lot louder than the criticism and the judgments which it usually isn't. It's usually the other way around. So I find that quite special. And of course, once there's, there's you know, once, once the mind settles and thoughts settle, it's, um, it becomes a lot more bearable, a lot more tolerable, and the suffering subsides. And for me, there's this, this contradiction between, I guess it's, 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 it's I want to use the word surrender, but there's a doing in that word for me, and that's not quite what I mean, because it, it kind of happens to me. It's not something that I did. But then on the other hand, there's this, um, how should I say it in English? There's this, this urge when I'm in suffering, when I have a lot of thinking going on, when I'm in that thought spiral, if you will, there's this urge to get out, but it only adds to the thinking. The thinking becomes heavier and heavier. And so that's for me, it's, it's, a, it's a contradiction, you know, wanting to feel better, wanting to stop the suffering actually adds on to the suffering but then i don't and i don't even know how it happens all of a sudden surrender is there and thoughts settle and things feel more more peaceful and i guess that's what i've been intrigued with the last couple of months how how does it work how does it happen Maybe there's no answer, but yeah, that's kind of been my story for the past couple of months. I think that's a, a really good reminder of, of a phrase that I've heard a few times from, from teachers who I know have talked to the three of us over the years and a phrase that I remember hearing is what what we resist persists. Yeah. Yeah. So the further we want to push any feeling away, the more we feel it, or it adds more to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And while I'm pretty sure there's a reason, and I can't grasp it right now, that feels really true to me all the time, that the extent I'm resisting whatever I'm feeling, the more I will feel it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I love what, what Michael Michael Neal says about this. Like, there's nothing to do, but there's something to see. Mm. Yeah, but the doing is so appealing. <laughs> it's very seductive to want to fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and for me, I'm not, I'm not the... I don't have like the big insights. I have like tiny little millimeter insights that add on to each other. And so it feels like I need to, you know, see something a couple of times before it, before it kind of settles. 
Yeah, and I, I see it. I see it in clients a lot as well. Like the people that try really hard, often don't, or how should I say this? Often circle, keep circling around their issue, if you will, a lot longer. And the people that are open-minded more or more, how should I say that? Yes, for the listener, English is not my native language. <laughs> um, with a, with a, an intention of wonder, exploration. It's a very different trajectory when I'm working with people. It's interesting to see, and also a mirror for me as well. You see, ah, yeah, I know that. <laughs> I think you, and maybe it's just me, but I think you describe what so many people experience, especially, you know, the seekers that kind of come to see this. And, you know, though, at least for me, it's the, I put a lot of value on looking and asking searching, doing, thinking. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of value in that for me. Because I thought that's how you got the answers. I thought that's where the answers came from. Yeah. I think the three of us can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of emphasis on the rational part yeah. of the mind, if you want to call it that. Mm. And as soon as we, we point in another direction of not knowing, there's a, I don't know, people are scared of it. They call it woo-woo. Yeah. And it's, it's such a, because if you come to think of it, it's such a, a common thing to know, to know what to do next. It's a very plain and, and simple and common thing. Like, how do you know when it's time to eat? Or how do you know when it's time to drink? Well, that just made me think of something when you said, a lot of us think it's woo-woo. Mm -hmm. I just think it's woo-woo that we eat, let's say, because I, I had some cheese last night. I had a cheese with some salad in the garden last night. No one would say I'm woo-woo because that cheese, the protein in the cheese will become the keratin in my fingernails. That's not woo-woo, that's science, right? But then yeah. the stuff that we've just been mentioning, some people think that's woo-woo. Well, to me, that's as obvious and as real as I take in protein. And it turns mm. into fingernails and hair. Yeah. That to me is more remarkable than what you just said. More kind of, what? Not the obviousness of, yeah, we just know what to do all the time. Unless we don't. And when we don't, we're okay until we do. Mm. Then we're okay then too. It's like there's nothing woo-woo that. <laughs> My opinion but I understand because I used to be one of those who would say it would be woo-woo. Yeah. 
But it is a conundrum, isn't it? That when we're in emotional suffering, trying to get rid of it makes it feel worse. There is a kind of like a, that conundrum, as you said, it was a, mm -hmm. I remember the word that you said, a contradiction. Mm -hmm. But it is because effect, you know, I don't know. But if it's true that emotions come from what we think, and it's thought in the moment that causes emotion, anything we do with thought will be of the same nature, in the same vein as that. So it will be more than the same that's going on up in here, which is only going to mean more of whatever we're feeling. Mm -hmm. That's as close as I can get to kind of an explanation of why that is and just in that as an example me just in real time right now noticing that my rational brain is trying to analyze a truth out of that yeah. notice that that's an easy rabbit hole to go down into analysis of trying to come up with a smart correct rational answer when what's the problem in just being true without needing to know why mm -hmm. yeah and what, what really blows my mind is I remember standing in the bathroom, you know, my head spinning a hundred kilometers an hour and going, I'm creating this. <laughs> Why can't I make it stop? <laughs> and then I, I don't even remember time-wise if it was a couple of days later or a, couple of, or a week later, I don't remember. But then all of a sudden, it just settled down on its own without me needing to do anything. And that really blows my mind. Yeah. So much so that you've got a quote about that over your left shoulder. <laughs> yes. So for those listening and not watching the video, tell us about the quote on the wall behind you. Well, Sydney Banks, um, is um, I call him a mentor, people call him a teacher, call him whatever you like. Um, but it's one of my favorite quotes of him. Um, you can't think yourself into a quiet mind. And it's, it's hanging here in my private practice room. I don't know if you call it that in English. Just as a reminder for myself when I'm working with clients. I don't have to work on a solution for my clients. Mm -hmm. A settled mind is a, how should I say it, more fertile soil for insights than a busy mind. You know, Mika, I um, I for a long time felt the same way about suffering and I remember I was in a I'm sure some kind of training I think with Michael Neil and he was talking to someone I don't know if he was like coaching someone in front of the group or something like that but I remember him saying something like I'm sorry, did you think a life without suffering was on offer? And I was like, 
Because I did. Yeah. I did think that was on offer in this life. And it just like something about that just, I just settled because I knew I didn't have to reach for that anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never really had to reach for that, but, and that was huge for me to see that it's not even on offer. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's almost like it took one of my mind's jobs away. Like it got fired or something. <laughs> got fired from that job of trying to create a life without suffering. Mm-hmm. Oh, for me, it, it's humbling and transformational when I remember that. Humbling that I can't think myself into a better life or think myself into avoiding things that I want to avoid. And then when I see again how life works, and I'm an example of that, not someone outside of the rules of that, made the same way, brilliantly made in the same way as everybody else, then there's a, a, a perspective on me and life that I am so much easier on myself then. Regardless of what I'm going through or how personally I've taken something that is impossible to be personal, how I've been the one that's made my head spin at a thousand kilometers an hour. It's just such a relief to notice that that's not my fault. Mm. Yeah. For me, what stands out is, but this is in hindsight, like I can't see it when I'm in it. But um, that even though I'm suffering, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if you want to, you know, tie into the title of the podcast, that the suffering is the noise. And then underneath the noise, there's, a, there's another layer, something more profound and whole. Peaceful. Well, that voice that you heard, as gentle as it was, yet loud as it was, when you were all curled up, like that. Yeah. Yeah. And loving, eh? Yeah. So for those who don't know you, Mika, I mean, I know you quite well. When you said English is not your native language... Mm-hmm. It is. Dutch. Well, Dutch or Flemish, depending on how you look at it. Um, but yeah, I, I even grew up in a dialect. I, yeah, with my parents, we talked in a dialect. So if that's my native tongue, if you will. And does the dialect have a name? Yes, West, West Flemish, but I'm assuming that won't mean anything. <laughs> does to me really yeah i remember cool. seeing, a, seeing a map of the netherlands belgium with all the different patchworks of where dialects were so yes i remember seeing a map of all of that yeah it's a funny thing language and i grew up in a in a household where there wasn't a lot of talk about feelings so I cannot talk about feelings in my dialect. 
<laughs> yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like I haven't learned the words or something. It's the same with English. When we talk about the inside out understanding, there's certain words I can't translate. So I have to use the English term. So what I notice how quiet I am on the inside right now and how wonderful it feels. There's a few people in, in groups that I've been training in the last few months that have been complaining about how slow it is. And I love when someone says that because that means they need to slow down more. And it, it just find that interesting that we've put, well, not we, I'm just putting general terms. We've put so much respect on faster, quicker yesterday, as opposed to we can get more done slower, do a better job slower, feel better about everything slower, see more slower. And I remember talking with somebody recently and how proud they were that they now had three screens in their office at home. So I was wondering, what, what for? So I asked the question, what for? Well, one for video, um, for the video call that I'd be working with live to somebody. And then one with my emails. And then one with, I can't remember what else, but it would be a, a database or something. I said, does it help when you're with your client? I said, well, what I'm with a client, I'm only focusing on one. I went, okay, cool. And then I know I heard a ping. <laughs> and the person's head went over there, which is probably where the another one of the three screens were. Oh, oh, sorry, there was an email. And then there was a different ping. A different sounding ping. Oh, sorry, that's um, that's uh, someone instant messaging me on my, um, on my Apple Mac, which was I think this one, and it was just like, how on earth do you function with that much noise? How on earth are you able to be present to the single task at hand and do that well, especially listening to somebody? If all of that stuff is adding to the distraction, adding to the noise, and then in the same way of what you said earlier on about your clients, because they think, oh, yeah, I know what it's like to analyze. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I used to be a noiseaholic. I used to yeah. have so much respect for fast. So much, I don't know what the word would be. I would put pride in my ability to, to have multiple plates spinning up in the air and I would be able to do all of these kind of things all at once and be like a, a whirlwind around the corporate offices that I used to work in. Oh, bless. Yeah. It's like an honor badge. Yeah. Look how hard I'm working. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, a client said to me the other day, when I'm here, I really slow down. And I told him, that's not the case for everyone. Not all my clients slow down when they're here. So there's something inside of you that's slowing down. I don't think he believed me, though. 
So if you're listening and you're slowing down, that's all happening in you. Nika says so. And she's right about that. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to do the same thing with teaching high school and being a mom and, you know, all the things you have on in life. And I found that I turned that business into what you and I were saying before, Mika, where it's now it's on our seeing, our fixing, our spiritual path. And, and now I've given my, my mind another job to see something new, to make myself feel better, to, it was the same. Because mm-hmm. I still seem to value that in some way. And sometimes I still do, yeah. I still think there's something for me to do in that. But I'm on to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I work part-time as a coach and then um, I work part-time for an organization. And it's funny to see how in my team, there's also like the, the busyness. People think being busy and working with a, yeah, to the speed of light, if you will, is a, is a good thing. And I, Sometimes I go along with it. Sometimes it feels like it's contagious, you know, even though I know that's not how it works. (laughs) But, um, yeah, sometimes it's also weird to see my colleagues. It's like they're buzzing like bees. I'm like just observing (laughs) what happens. And at the same time, I don't feel like I'm, that I'm less productive than they are. I don't feel that I get less done. On the contrary, I think even, I think I get more done in less time. It's interesting to see. Mm-hmm. And then they call me an overwhelm. And all I have to do is listen. I really don't have to do a lot. Just listen. And they settle down on their own. Thank you, Mika. This has been lovely. It has been. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. For those who want to know more about you or get in touch, how can they do that? Um, Well, I'm, I'm on all the social media things um but i guess you know the easiest way is just to write me an email and we'll put your contact details on the uh, that's fine the detail. if you're watching on youtube it'll be below and uh, if you're on any, any other device it'll be on the information that goes along with uh, this episode this week actually when before you close out hmm. i wanted to ask mika one more question Mika, for anyone that is feeling the way that you felt for a couple months in that space that hasn't seen their way through it quite yet, hasn't found themselves on the other side of it yet, 
who might even be crawled up in a fetal position on their bed crying today, right now, maybe. If you could say anything to them, what would you say? Me too. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Thanks, Mika. My pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to this week's Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, my co-host, Kate Roberts, and this week's special guest, Mika. And all our contact details are below or on the outro. And if you've got anything that you'd love us to talk about in future episodes or questions for us, then please do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you and for your feedback too. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.